a Samosa with Seth podcast, the spiciest podcast around. <laughs> yeah, boy. It's looking spicy. Hello, and welcome back to Samosa with Seth. I'm your host, Seth, and today we have a very special guest. Is it a jobber, Ali? I have a question on your name, but I'll get to that later. Before we begin, I'd like to say, you know, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, follow my TikTok, follow my Instagram, hit me up in the DMs, tell me how much you're enjoying the episodes. And uh, without further ado, let's begin. Welcome, Isra, to the podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good, Alhamdulillah. Well, life, I won't get into it, right? I won't, you know. I'm good we'll for the episode, right? I'm good for the episode. Right. Uh, how about yourself? I'm well, thank you. Finished work today, you know, had a wee chicken kasalan and javel, as mm. I was saying before. Should have like, gave us a mukbang, should have brought it on. <laughs> you I know, I should have had my wee bowl here ready. I would, that would have been hyped, man, I would have been hyped. But before we get into it, one thing I've always thought about when, <laughs> whenever I've heard your name is, how come you make an effort to make your middle name out there? Like, usually people just you don't talk about their middle name. I don't really talk about my, my middle name. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I never really thought about it actually. I think just because it's my dad's name, my, my last oh. name is actually my mum's maiden name. So I like we make a big effort. My name technically should be Isra Jabbar and Ali should be in the middle. Yeah. But we kept it Isra Jabbar Ali. So technically we have a different last name to my mum, like my mum's Roxana Jabbar. Um, so I think we one I like it because it's unique like you don't really hear it that often mm. like Isra Jabbar Ali sounds a bit different than Isra Ali I think there's so many Ali's in Glasgow so yeah it definitely no I think it, it is unique <laughs> like if I hear Jabba Jabbar how do you say it <laughs> Jabbar yeah I'm Jabbar say right Jabbar. <laughs> and uh, I think of you you know what I mean but have you ever thought like you know using your initials like you know like Shah Rukh Khan SRK me personally I'm SRS have you ever thought of being you know Ijae. 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 That's cool, did, you forget, did you forget your last name there? <laughs> no, nearly. Ijae. What was that? Ijae. Uh, which one is it? <laughs> There's so many. No, I know I have. Um, I used to in school use it, but I think as we got older, um, because there was three of us with my sisters and my mum had a different name things got so complicated where if something happened in the school people wouldn't think my mum was my mum because she had a different second name mm-hmm. so we just had to like on official papers cut cut out but that's why I like to use it on like my socials and things like that because I like it as unique all right now that makes sense uh, so let's get into the first topic as always I see how I know the person and my first impressions of them so Isra like many people I know through charity work. I met her in 2016, and when I started, I was just like a, I was like a wee guy at high school, you know what I mean? Uh, going to college, and then I see Isra. I thought, man, she looks like a not well, not formidable. What's the word? <laughs> she looks like a uh not authoritative, like a figure you look up to. What's the word? Like an. I don't know. I don't want authority to figure. You, I, okay. I looked at you like an authority figure, but then I like found out you weren't even that much older than me. No. And, uh, then I actually got to know you, and you're like just much more of a chilled out person. And I realized, yeah, you could be a what's the, what did I say? Authority, authority figure. But uh, yeah, you're much more relatable than that. And uh, I'm glad you think that though, because I feel like a lot of 
like volunteers that come in came in at that time would think that like when they first come in they think oh my god like she's just bossy or she's telling everyone what to do because I was in like events at that time but I'm glad that it kind of went away to like yeah she's yeah well, we don't worry don't worry yeah it's all good now <laughs> good good and what do you think my first impression was of you? I you said that I told you a first impression, but I can't remember what my first impression was. <laughs> oh God! You can't remember anything, yeah? You can't remember any of it? No. Okay, so we were making sweet cones. Maybe it was just like twenty eighteen, and you told me like, "Seth, see when I first met you, I thought you were a heavy Sharif boy, and now that I've got to know you, I I know that's that's not true at all." <laughs> That's what you said to me. And I was Did like, I actually? Oh my god! I'm like, is it a chill man? I'm a Sharif guy, and I'm just, I'm hello. You must, do you know what it is? You must have been like with your wee crew and like all of when all of you are together. You, <laughs> that's not the case at all. So no, I'm, I'm a good boy. You know, I keep it, I keep it grounded. Well, do you know what? My first impression's probably gone back then. Like, it's changed mm. to be like, yeah, you are. Like, I think you are definitely a chief. That was obviously maybe just a banterous thing, but, you know. So, I've always been Sharif guy, yeah, in your eyes? I think so. Do you know what my impression of you maybe at first was? Like, he's just a young boy. Mm. Like, you know, you all come in and you're all like, you want to do a lot in the charity, which is good. And I thought you had great ambition um, when you came into Chai Week, you really wanted to kind of step up and do things, which is why I think I really clicked with you when you came into Chai Week, because a lot of people come in, they'll maybe do one or two things and then they'll go, so you don't really get a chance to get to know them. Um, whereas with yourself, I think over the years, um, then when you came to events later on after you, you weren't really involved as much, um, I still had that kind of connect with you to be like well you did do a lot um and I think now you're just a boy with great style I love your Instagram I appreciate it I appreciate it I wish I could pull half of them off you can try you know what I mean what's stopping people you I just, don't think so <laughs> you know, fake it till you make it I say uh, I'd describe your style it's like you know just like classy you know what I mean you like your blazers and all that you know how would you describe yeah. your own style I like to keep it quite monotone like I don't mm. I don't really wear things that are quite out there which maybe might be a bit boring but um I like to kind of keep it safe. We're both wearing like straight up black tops right now. Yeah know? I like to keep it quite simple and no like controversy with the outfits. Controversy okay. <laughs> anyway let's get into your life. S- start from the start your upbringing early life skin to Isra? Yeah, so um, I am 24. I have three, two sisters. There's three sisters in total, um, no brothers. And I live with my mum and dad in Glasgow. Um, we were born and brought up in Glasgow, but my mum and dad lived in Oman for 14 years. So we were kind of constantly back and forth, like half the year in Glasgow, half the year in Oman for a good few years. Um, my older sister actually did primary school in Oman. So we had like a kind of mix of a lot of back and forth, a lot of different cultures um, growing up here and there, which was quite nice um, and probably has a lot to do with my upbringing as well. So Tell me about that. What was it like in uh, Arabic country, in it? Um, I mean, I was quite young, so I don't remember much. I was maybe about five or six when we moved back here completely full time. Um, but my older sister like went to school, so she kind of saw the more 
of the culture and my mum was actually a teacher in her school as well there um, but I think even now when we go back for example the house that we had there the neighbours still remember us and it's just a different vibe like if you go to Pakistan or like Oman in Dubai being with you know Pakistanis and in that vibe is just totally different and it's mm-hmm. just nice and um, you almost feel like you're home like the smell in the air is just different if no, that makes I totally sense. Get you. I totally get you. Uh, yeah, there's just something different about brown people. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you don't remember much? No, not much. Um, like, it's quite sad. Like, when we go back, my sister and my other sister will always get emotional seeing the house and things. So I don't remember, like, details, but I'll remember specific events. Like, and there were, we had a playroom that was just a completely filled with toys and things like that. So I'll remember specific things. Um, there was a shop that my dad used to always take us to for sandwiches at, like, midnight because we used to crave the specific sandwiches. Um, and the sandwich uncle is still there. Their family still run that shop they're actually yeah. family friends of ours so like one thing my mum and dad have really done is kept those relations that mm-hmm. they met made in Oman um one of our like closest family friends are an Indian family with um two girls that are literally like my sisters so we still have that connect with them which is really nice that's sweet what brought your family to Oman well my mum was actually born and brought up here um so my mum my mum's mum and dad were here my mum's friends were here and education was a big part of it as well like my mum again being a teacher at that time she was very big on wanting us to all have a good education and so she was definitely in the mindset that although my dad was working in Oman that's why they were in Oman they wanted to settle here and just because education and lifestyle would have been very different and yeah the only reason they were in Oman was because my dad was working there at the time Okay. How often do you go back? Um, so we go to Pakistan. Oh well, we try to go to Pakistan at least once or twice a year. My dad goes like two to three times. Um, it's been really sad though because because of COVID, obviously we've not been able to go. And my whole dad's side of the family is there. Um, my dad has all of his sisters, all my cousins, and everything are there. So it's it's quite sad. And we have a house in Lahore, um, which we always go to. And I love Lahore life. Um, have you ever been? Not to Lahore, no. Okay, well, if you go to Lahore, it's completely different. It comes alive at night time. Like, the best thing is just going out to eat and the social life and just in general, the shopping. Um, And I, I love Pakistan. Like, I think it's annoyingly, like, I love going back every year rather than going, like, somewhere else on holiday. Usually it's, like, the flip where people want to go anywhere but Pakistan. <laughs> but yeah. I like going. <laughs> Would you ever live there permanently? Um, I don't think I could live there permanently. I think, I just think there's differences in terms of freedom and just in terms of different things. Like there's pros and cons everywhere. Like for example, there you have someone to make your breakfast, make your food, clean, clean, do all the things you need to do, a driver, everything, which is great. But after a while, I'm always like, no, I want to do it myself. Like, (laughs) let me do it myself. I remember when I was growing up, there was one time I went to McDonald's in the food court in Pakistan and they even pick up your tray in the food court so you don't get up and put it in the bin yourself and I got up and I picked up the tray and one of the um, waiters ran over and he was like nay 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 buddy like I'll do it Um, and I got so upset like I just started crying because I felt so bad that they had to stand there all day and just put people's food away when you could do it yourself like you have legs 
<laughs> but like those kind of things I think like I would love to I go to Pakistan for long periods of time but I, th- I don't think I could live there I think so I'm too used to things here what's the longest period you've been there for um I'd say probably about two and a half months when I was younger when it was like summertime in in high school and you could go for like six weeks or longer and mm-hmm. um, I've not been longer than that but I also think a lot of the reason why I enjoy Pakistan is because we do have our own house and um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people ask like when I go and they see my snaps or my Instagram they're like oh you seem to have so much fun and things like that but I think we have our own privacy we're in the comfort of our own home we have our driver to go like I think if we didn't have that it might be a very different circumstances or a different view on what Pakistan is. Well, you, I assume you feel like at home-ish there because you have a home there. Yeah, So that's why. Yeah. Uh, who lives in it when you're not there? So we have like our family that kind of looks after it and we have a family upstairs as well. So we've got mm. people there constantly um, and it's, it's quite nice. Like my dad has calls from them like almost every second day my dad's very linked so he always knows kind of what's going on um and we don't always go like with my dad for example my sister did her fy1 um, in her medical degree in pakistan she did part of her placement in a health hospital in pakistan so she went um for a period of time there and was just in the house as well so i think having that house there is obviously built our link there as well because you Mm -hmm. want to go because you know that you have the kind of home comforts that you have here so like the cereal that we like is always there and ready and <laughs> things like that. So it's maybe a bit better. No, I totally get you. I totally get you. Let's get into your family as a whole. So you mentioned your dad's from Pack, your mum's from here. What kind of differences does that bring? Um, it's quite funny actually because you'd think like my dad being from Pakistan or like the normal kind of view is that the dad's really strict and things like that whereas people kind of assume the opposite in my family some people think that my mum's actually from Pakistan and my dad's from here because my mum's the one that holds the dunda and she's like no like you're not doing that you're not doing that whereas my dad is literally like so chilled out like I remember my grad ball and my mum was like no you need to be home by a certain time like you're not allowed to stay out later than that etc and my dad came and he was just like okay just add on like an hour and a half and come home at this time <laughs> so like my dad's so chill um so I feel like it's been a total role reversal for our family um but I think that we've had a really nice mix to be honest because my mum and dad have not only been strict but they've also been lenient um so they'll let us do kind of whatever within means they'll never be like no you can't do something unless it's actually something that they're like no it's completely wrong um so they always like as long as you have a balance um and my mum always says something which like always resonates with me through life she's like I've given you all the tools what you do with the tools is up to you so whether like you know you take a hammer and you build something and make your life with it or whether you take the hammer and you hit someone over the head with it is up to you but I've given you those what you do now is up to you so they've kind of put that trust in us mm-hmm. which I think has made our bond as a family really strong um, because me my mum and my dad like I almost feel comfortable talking about anything like they've made a very open platform which has been really nice and sometimes not what you see in Pakistani families um, especially with one parent being from Pakistan so that's 
our family bond is nice. Alhamdulillah. It's too much, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Tell me about you and your sisters. Um, that's a whole other. That's a whole other story. There, our bond is so strong that they're like overprotective. I used to call them MI five when I was younger, um, because literally they would know what I was doing and where I was going before I knew what I was doing. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> like no joke. I, for example, in third year of high school, we used to be allowed to go out for lunch. That was like the first time. So I was like, mm-hmm. great, this is so exciting. Like I'm gonna go out for lunch with my friends. This is, I think all bougie. What school did you go to? Notre Dame, obviously. <laughs> I know so many people go Notre Dame. My own sister went there, and my sister knows your sisters. Oh, okay. Somehow, I don't know. Everyone knows everyone. I mean, but, Notre Dame, I feel like everyone knows anyone from Notre Dame, so yeah. it's, it's pretty good. But, um, <laughs> we'll we get to school to go, life in a separate we'll bit, but tell me about life. you and your sisters. Um, so I went to Chunky Chicken with my friends um, in the West End, right? And literally got there and sat down with my burger, everything excited, got a call on my phone, and it's my son, middle sister, Madia. She's like the main, she was like the boy of the family, almost very like boisterous, very overly protective. She's like, what are you doing in Chunky Chicken? And I was literally like, <laughs> "How's that happened?" I was like, "How did how did you even know?" And I was like, "I'm having lunch." She's like, "Why are you not in school?" So <laughs> things like that used to happen all the time. But how did like, she find out though? She to this day, I do not know. Honestly, so if she has That's like whack. spies, people spies everywhere. Even now, like if I go somewhere, someone will see me because my sisters are quite well known in the mm-hmm. community. Um, like you think I'm quite involved with like, you know, charity work and all of that stuff. They were, they're the reason I got into it because they used to do it when I was younger. Um, so literally like it was insane. Even up until sixth year, I, I used to do advanced modern studies in Cali Uni. And I remember one day you used to finish at six o'clock. So I was standing outside Cali Uni waiting to be picked up. Um, and then I got called to be like, why are you standing outside Cali Uni? Like, where are you going? <laughs> That's bad. Are you sure you're like, tracking your some shit, man? Tracking your I, I swear, I feel like the tracker is still there because they still do it sometimes. And I'm really? like, I'm 24. You're like, tra- yeah, yeah, you're 24. Honestly. Do they not trust you yet? Or what's they do trust me but I think they just it's probably like being there done that worn the t-shirt kind of thing mm-hmm. where they want to protect me from anything and to be honest like I used to really get annoyed when I was younger I used to be like oh let me live my life let me do this mm-hmm. let me do that but now I'm like I totally understand why they are the way they are and I would be the same if I had a younger sibling like a hundred percent it made me the person I am today because of the things that they did no I agree with that like with my older siblings, sisters, I have only sisters as well. Uh, they've obviously like tried to teach me the right things to do, and they like put me in my place when I'm in wrong. Yeah. And uh, all I can say, they're a blessing, you know. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Are you the youngest? I'm the youngest. I know you're the yeah. youngest as well. I'm the youngest and as well. I feel you can always tell when someone's the youngest. They're always yeah. more. Uh, I think I feel they're usually more outgoing, and more laid back. Yeah, they're more adventurous, I think, mm-hmm. because they're probably just, they have that overprotectiveness with the siblings, but they're probably allowed to do a lot more than what the siblings were allowed to do when they were exactly, growing up, yeah. which is what I get all the time. They're like, oh, I didn't get that when I was that age or this and that, but... What was, what's the age differences between you and your sisters? 
So there's four years between me and my middle sister, Madhya, and eight years between me and my oldest sister, Sidra. So my oldest sister is like, I call her a badgie. She's literally just like a second mum to me, mm. basically. Um, whereas my middle sister, uh, we're almost like friends, but sisters. Sometimes I forget she's my sister and then she's like, oh, she yeah. reminds me. That's cute. What are they up to nowadays? Yeah, they're both married now, isn't it? Yeah, they're both married. Alhamdulillah, my oldest sister um, has a son, um, so I have a wee nephew um, called Ismail, and um, my middle sister got married about three years ago. So they're both just settled in married life. Um, but Alhamdulillah, like they still come over like every week, and I see them probably more than I should. <laughs> no, I totally relate to that man. I relate to you on a lot of stuff, man. I'm realizing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, straight up, straight up, man. Uh, so it's just you and your parents in the gaff now? Yeah, just me and my mum and dad, which has um, been fun in COVID. Mm. Very well, fun. I, I watch your stories, I watch your TikToks <laughs> and all that. I see what you get up to, man. You have you have some fun times. Definitely. Like, my mum and dad, alhamdulillah, they're very chill. Like, if mm. I'm doing a TikTok, my mum and dad will just leave me to it. They're very, like, okay, she's just doing what she's doing. My mum will get involved, which I love. Um, I feel like that with me and my mum over COVID especially was, like, a bonding time, almost, mm. like, doing TikToks together. Um, but it's also probably going to be really hard as well that, like, when I eventually, you know, leave, like, it's just been me and my mum and dad for so long. Um, so it's going to be very different for them as well but you know who are you closer to your mum or your dad oh that's a question mm. um I'd say I'm closer to both of them in different ways that's uh that's not an acceptable answer I can't answer. You explain yourself you explain I can't yourself? Okay, I'll, I'll explain. So my mum, for example, like I'm type 1 diabetic. Um, mm. I have been since 2006. So it's been 15 years now. And my mum has literally been like my rock through the whole process. So looking after me when I was like seven, eight years old and needing, you know, injections and things like that so my mum has always been there emotionally and in terms of my mum was born and brought up here so she kind of knows like the way things work and everything so she's been a bit more chill that way and I'm close to my mum that way whereas like I'm almost a daddy's girl in terms of PR and you know if I want something and things like that like if I want to go to Nando's or something I'll just be like dad and he'll be like yeah let's go chillo like so I feel like it's different for both parents I couldn't choose I genuinely couldn't choose I assume you're like daddy's little girl you're because you're the youngest and you know you're a girl I am, but I also feel like I'm the Jamna Ben of the house as well. My family Why? always in front of me for it because I do a lot of the housework as well. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, you have a Cinderella situation. Going I have there. a Cinderella situation, basically, but they call me Jamna Ben because I'm always, like, washing the dishes or doing something because it is only me, my mum and my dad, and no, my mum and dad are older as well. Mm. So um, definitely a lot of things kind of are, are done by me. Probably not as much as what my mum and dad would like, but... <laughs> Straight up, same here, man. Same here. <laughs> um, who is the favourite child? Oh, I mean, me and my middle sister would say the older sister. I think the, the first really? child's always the favourite. I think so, yes. I, my parents will always say, oh, no, we don't have favourites. But I think the oldest child, definitely. Because they can never do anything wrong. That is true, that is true. You know, like they can say something. They could say something to you. Obviously, they're older. But if you like say something, they'll always be like, "That's your older sister. Mm -hmm. Like, watch what you're doing." So I feel like they definitely do have that special place. 
Have you ever had any falling outs with your sisters? Oh, like every day, every day we'll have a different falling out. But I think that's what makes us really strong um, mm. that we have these little fallouts, but we'll always kill for each other. Like we can say whatever we want to each other, but if someone else says something, then it's just not on. So have you ever physically fought? Gosh, maybe when we were younger, but not not since we've been older. No, <laughs> I think I think I just have. We deal with things very differently. Mm. Like my middle sister, she's very much like I need to talk about something now if I have an argument. Whereas I'm the opposite. If I have an argument with someone, I need to like detach myself from the situation, um, because I know like I'll say something, I'll regret, and I don't want to say something. So I'll be like, leave me alone, um, for like ten minutes, and then we'll come and chat about it. Mm. So I think I just like go in my room, shut the door. Or hold the door closed so she can't come in and then that's it so luckily like for the last good few years we have not had any physical fights I can't remember actually gosh yeah good, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember <laughs> let's talk about your school life or your school life like um, I loved my school life. I went to Notre Dame High School, which was an all-girls school, um, and obviously your sister went as well, so you'll have heard, like, you know, loads of stories and her experience, um, which everyone's experience is so different, but I, I loved Notre Dame, not gonna lie. I loved being in an all-girls school. Ooh. I don't know why. Yeah, I just did. I, did, I didn't find it like annoying or I didn't wish like oh you know like the, the girls were like there were tiffs and things but I wouldn't say that it was like so bitchy that I didn't enjoy being in the school um don't get me wrong the fights to watch them were entertaining but like I, I really enjoyed it but I was also the kind of person who was like friends with the janitor as well what does that even mean though what does that mean you would friends with everyone yeah like even the adult like everyone probably hated me for it in school but literally like Robert our janitor like he was like my best friend which is probably really sad in high school if you think about it but and <laughs> totally <laughs> off topic in primary school my, my janitor turned out to be a paedophile oh well <laughs> his name was Mr Darwar and turns out he had a thing with a 15 year old oh gosh but a uh, yeah, I don't think I think he's in 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 the jail right now. <laughs> of course, I mean we we had a few teachers like that as well in Notre really? Dame. Like never were um RE teachers. Um, like a few years after he taught there, we found out that he was the same. Like, and he's in jail now. So I feel like it's a recording thing sometimes, but interesting. <laughs> like that was, that was so off topic. <laughs> no, you may think about it when you're talking with janitors. Uh, Robert was lovely though. Good, <laughs> good. I'm glad. Her. I'm glad there's good janitors out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more so. What were you like as a in your youth? Because obviously, I only know you now as this outgoing person. Chill. We always like that. No, I was really shy when I was in high school really? and like I could not I could not get up in front of people and speak and do all of these things and just because I didn't like I hadn't had the skills yet also I was tiny like if I was to show you a picture of what I was like in first year I was like four foot like tiny so small it's the insulin that I take in oh, my diabetes okay. I mean because it helps you grow honestly because everyone used to be like oh she's so cute she's so cute and that's how I got through my first year without being bullied because everyone just thought I was cute so I was like good safe I'll stick with that mm -hmm. 
So you were shy. What what changed you? I think the teachers. Um, one thing about Notre Dame when I was there was the teachers really went above and beyond for you um, in terms of getting you into extracurriculars and building yourself as a person. Um, so I was part of like the debating team um, that my mum got me into. And then just That's in general... Cheeky, but... <laughs> Listen, it's great. You got to go like at, on Friday after school and they give you pizza and you got to stand and talk about topics. Like, what, what kind of things did you done? debate? What? What kind of things did you debate? Oh, so they do fun things. Like sometimes it would be like all benefits of an all girls school. So it would be serious topics. You'd do like pros and cons and you'd have a debate. But then sometimes it would be, it would be like pick things out of a hat and it's one minute you have to talk about a certain topic, um, which would be quite cool. So that's how I kind of built myself. Mm -hmm. um, and then my modern studies teacher, Mrs. Kelly, is actually who got me into the Scottish Youth Parliament when I was 14. And that's where I kind of shifted from you know just prodding along enjoying myself to kind of being in where I knew I wanted to be in like a mm -hmm. public setting standing speaking and um, so the Scottish Youth Parliament was like one of probably the best things I ever did in my youth. What did you do there? So I was basically like a um, representative for my constituency, which was Anna's land at the time. Um, so I would every like three months, we would go on a weekend away and we would, um, all of us represent our constituents, stand up and basically say what the young people in our area want or what kind of changes they want brought into the area. Um, so one of the things I remember was a youth centre in um, Knightswood, which wasn't open full time. Um, and some kids that had like a different difficult background and difficult family homes wanted it because they couldn't really do their homework or function at home properly so what we did was we went there we built up almost a presentation and we presented it to the board and all of the members and um, we got it open like full time at the time um, which is really good so and, and I was also the youngest person when I went in I was the only like 14 year old so it was quite daunting as well um, but it was really good. No, that's good. You're helping out your community and such. Uh, did that lead you down a path where you wanted, like, gave you sort of like a, an ambition for things in life? Or was that just a one thing you did and then moved on in life? No, definitely. I was in it for six years. Um, so I got re-elected for a second term. So I it was really something that I carried on because I think even throughout like you know charity week and all of these other things even in terms of my job as a lawyer it's to help people so I think that really kind of sparked the ambition and the passion to make a difference and help people and help families going through a tough time and um, which is what I do now on a day-to-day -day basis so kind of those skills I learned now are just in practice in my day-to-day -day life. No that's, that's cool to see that was like that was your kismet you know. Yeah exactly. How, how mm -hmm. weird that I just kind of worked out that yeah. way and I got those skills along the way. So it was. If you weren't, didn't go down that path and into law, what do you think you would be doing? I think I'd probably be doing something science-y because my family are all science-based. Um, I actually didn't even apply for law when I got in. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> a weird scenario but my mom and dad wanted me to do pharmacy um, again just because we're all a science family so I applied I got into Strathclyde to do pharmacy and um, I decided no like it's not what I want to do <laughs> I, I was only doing it because my mom and dad wanted me to mm -hmm. 
Um, so then I called Strathclyde and I was like, listen, I'm not going to take it, but I'm going to apply for law next year. I'm going to take a year out. And they were like, oh, OK, um, just like hold on. And then they emailed me back and were like, oh, looking at your CV and things, which was Scottish Youth Parliament debating all of these things. Oh, we'll offer you a place for law this year. And I was like, oh, so cool, cool. I was like, cool, let's go. So I kind of fell into it that way. Um, but I think I probably would have been doing science something science-based if not law so what, what kind of student were you in uh, high school in high school <sighs> Let me phone I, mean, I think I, I think I was quite an adventurous adventurous student like no? I always wanted to do different things oh, and okay. be involved in different things and always never, keep myself busy never a shorty never get in trouble right no no, I was too scared to, like, even if I got, like, detention for something, I would literally be crying. Were you a wee geek? I was Is that a what geek. me? Yeah. Right, okay. I'm, yeah sta- I'm, starting to, I'm starting to puzzle it all together. Isra was a hundred percent. I like, I like being liked. Like, I'm still that type of person. I don't like it if someone doesn't like me. Uh-huh. Um, because I don't, you know, no one ever intentionally wants to make someone not like them. But you have enemies? Skint it, Sarah. Who's your enemy? I don't know. Let's call <laughs> them out, man. So you got no enemies? Or you you have enemies, but you don't know who? I mean, I guess everyone might have people that don't like them as such. So you never know. But you're never gonna get along with everyone in life. So I've learned that myself. Yeah. I think I, I feel like I'm a likable person, but I don't know. I feel like you are too. For some reason, people don't like me. And I feel like sometimes though, you can have a personality where people just either like you or not because you are so confident like you mm. you are very confident and you're out there and you kind of you don't hold back like you're not you won't be fake with someone mm-hmm. in a sense so people some people don't like that yeah I guess so yeah uh, and I was thinking about enemies enemies <laughs> to tell me who who's on that list you got a list just I don't us. have a list, honestly. If if I have any enemies out there, tell me. If you're one of Isra's enemies, leave a comment or no, send don't. me an email <laughs> to asmososafe at gmail.com. Don't do that, you'll be flooded with DMs. You, surely you don't have that many enemies. I don't, I don't know. I hope not. Come on, you, if you're, you're out there and you hate her, come on, you can tell me. Stop <laughs> anyway. inciting hate. Hate gets views. <laughs> <laughs> that's so evil <laughs> it's true though but uh, we told him for that you like to be liked mm-hmm. I think everyone wants to be liked like I mean there's very few people who have a personality who they're like I don't care what people think about mm-hmm. me I think everyone cares um, but yeah I do and especially in high school I think in uni that kind of went away and now it's not there at all because you kind of get used to, you know, not everyone's going to be mm-hmm. your cup of tea. You're not going to be any everyone's cup of tea. But in high school, definitely, I was like, I didn't want to rock the boat with anyone because what I just... What was your friends like in high school? Were they Asians or just all a whole mix or... So I actually did not have Asian friends in high school um, per se. Like I was... No, <laughs> I was friends with everyone. Like I was acquaintances with everyone, but my main friend group was actually non-Asian. Um, and it was probably again like a great. I never felt any different. Um, they were 
Asian per se as well they became Asian because they spent so much time with me mm-hmm. that like if I was on the phone to my mom they'd be like Tike assalamu alaikum like That's when good. they came over to my house they'd talk in Urdu with my gran because they knew phrases so I kind of introduced them like to my side and mm-hmm. my culture my religion so they knew a lot um, and I luckily had like really good friends in high school and I'm still friends with them now um, I think when I went to uni I had to adapt and have some Asian friends just because you know there's certain things that you can't socialize all the time in in certain ways and that's when I got into charity week and all of that but I still have my non-Asian friends um there so that's a strong bond that's good you still have them yeah obviously over time people can drift apart but you've kept them and that's good going from high school to uni coming out your shell tell me about it Um, So I think uni was definitely, I would say, the best time of my life. I kind of found my niche. Um, I was doing law, which I loved. I would not change it for the world. Like, I I truly believe when someone says um, only do a degree that you actually have a passion about is so Mm -hmm. true. Like, I couldn't imagine going through five years of uni and not liking the degree you're doing. Um, So I really found happiness in uni like I used to love going to the library and studying but um again that's my geeky nature coming in but Strathy I found two, like my... is well I was in Strathy so level two is where it's at that's what I'm saying it, that, I was that's level five popping. so I clearly didn't know what was going on in you level went to two. the quiet ones I understand I understand but level two you know what I'm <laughs> saying it's not, you know what I'm saying it's not, level two is where it's at <laughs> No comment, I have no comment. <laughs> level 2 is where you get the good studying going on, you know? Mm, I bet, I bet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, you know, level 5 was my was my wee corner that I was in. So I dabbled in level 2 sometimes. I'd go down for a war You'd mind that, you'd mind <laughs> I'd go down from a war bullet, go to the vending machine, mm-hmm. you know, then go back up to level 5, keep to my own business. <laughs> Look at all the books in level 2, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah they see the floors above man they're so quiet it's like uncomforting did you ever go to level one level one which one is that is that oh that one's like the the grave like where it feels like people are dead that is like you can't even like put a crisp in your mouth like silence yeah that one's scary yeah that was like my dissertation time level that's where i was at so there was like no distractions so you were studying, studying hard. You met some Asians. How did, what kind of, any issues arise in life at this time um, in your life? I think I was maybe finding like my own feet in terms of, you know, my sisters, My one sister was married or about to get married at this point. The other sister was in Edinburgh, she was studying. So it was kind of my chance to find my feet myself and make my own mistakes almost, but um, kind of become my own person. So I think that was my main thing. I, I can't really think of any troubles. I think I kind of threw myself into like charity week, Fosis. I dabbled in a lot. I was in a lot of clubs. Um, I think you're getting the gist that I just like to keep myself busy. So I constantly had things on that. Once a geek, always a geek. Literally, exactly. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> How did you get involved in the charity stuff? So my sisters um, were actually involved when I was younger so I used to actually go and attend their events Mm. so I remember my sister did a fashion show and when I was like maybe gosh 
really really young like in high in primary school or ending in primary school beginning of high school and they did it for charity week and I just went along and attended after that I helped out as a volunteer for a couple of years and then when I got to uni I was like right I want to be in the team I want to help out um, and I got involved in SAMHSA I was helping out in SAMHSA I was so I, I was involved in everything <laughs> that's got any stories from any of it um not that I can think of I mean they're pretty I mean, you were in charity week yourself. You, you know. I have, I have a lot of stories. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've seen some of them. No, I mean? my. Do you know what I think? Um, just like Scottish Youth Parliament, charity week really made me like who I was. Hmm. Not even in terms of the person, but just in terms of my the view of the community like on me like my stance in the community almost like it was my chance to kind of make a mark to be like okay this is who I am this is what I want to do and that kind of speaks to itself when you know you came in and you knew like you were like okay like look she's in in, in a position somewhat and you you could look up to me almost like that was my aim to to do that and I think Chai Tweet just kind of gave me all those skills in terms of speaking public speaking and events and things like that that I've put into my work life Mm -hmm. so tell me why law I couldn't imagine doing anything else um the thought of like helping people and and doing what I do and talking to people that's my main thing um even in law there's aspects that you can go into that are not face-to-face so you're dealing with like contracts or you know you're not dealing with clients whereas that day-to-day kind of interaction with clients on the phone now on the phone face-to-face and going to court things like that is is something that I need in life I need that face-to-face interaction Mm -hmm. You're the third lawyer I've had on this podcast. Oh. There was Lila, she studied law, Harris, and now you. Maybe law people are more inclined to come on a podcast. <laughs> I think it's maybe because we're more comfortable speaking. Like, mm. we, we have a bit more experience just kind of talking, and we probably love to talk. That's why we're in law, so. That makes sense, yeah. That makes sense. So, come to the end of uni. How do you come to where you are now? So I actually applied for where I'm working now um, for a summer internship in my third year of uni and I got in to it in my third year and that just kind of transpired into what you call a traineeship for law that you have to do for two years um, and I'm now coming to the end of that traineeship so I'll qualify as like a full solicitor in September inshallah. That's very good, mashallah. So yeah, so it's, it's flown honestly. Like I, sometimes I feel like where am I like I can't I surely I can't be at the end like I've still got so much to learn but, well the end is just uh, the beginning of the real stuff you know that's it that's it um and inshallah just you know go forward as a solicitor and build myself up and always aim high like my dad always he's always like you you gonna get to a judge and I'm like okay no I don't really want to be a judge <laughs> but it's good to aim high <laughs> ah, of course definitely yeah. out with a uh, law and work what are your dreams in life? What are your goals? Tell me more about you, Isra. What do you want to do in life? That's a deep question, sir. That's what the podcast's all about. Do you not understand? I, I took us through your whole narrative up until now, so we can get into your current mindset. I can give it time. odd, because you don't really think of your goals in life out with, like, work and your educational goals um it depends it depends on you of course as a person personally I think about everything you know I think I just aim to be kind of like 
a good person. Um, I think it, one of my goals is, yeah, just to be a good person. Come on, it's a man, that's cliche. No, but fuck? it is. A good person? A good yeah, person? Because... Aren't you a good person now? No, but a better person. You always aim to be better. What can you better about yourself? Um. Okay, I've thought. So, like, when you say, oh, the good person, that's so cliche. But what I mean when I say a good person is, like, encompassing everything. So not just, mm-hmm. like, personality straight traits, but, like, your deen, your namaz, your, like, Islamic traits as well. Like, I think that's something that's definitely a goal out with everything else. Um, I'd love to be stronger in my namaz, um, definitely, because with my diabetes as well in Ramadan, for example, I can't keep the rosy. So um, Daravi for me is like a big thing in Ramadan and my actions as a person is a big thing in Ramadan because that's how I get my deeds and I do everything in Ramadan in the house. I make an effort to, you know, be nicer and, and, and things like that. So in terms of a good person, that's what comes in my head because those are the kind of steps that I take in those circumstances. So COVID was really hard for me because without the Ravi, I was like, I need to focus more on these traits and all, all of these things. So I definitely think Namaz is one thing that I'd love to be stronger in, um, in terms of a goal in life, which I yeah. think. That's a good answer. That, that was a good answer. Though. I'm glad you approve of that yeah, answer. That answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is my podcast. I choose what people answer. <laughs> But no, that's that's good. Inshallah, you achieve it. Inshallah, we all achieve it. In the same way, I feel myself in those regards. Uh, I feel... I don't even know if I'll include this when I say that. This is me talking to you. I feel I portray myself as like a not really that Islamic. But deep down, alhamdulillah, I am actually quite a halal guy. And I, but Seth, do you know what? I think that's the beauty in it. Um, I think me and you are very similar in that aspect just because I don't wear hijab or just because I don't do certain things or look a certain way doesn't mean that I'm any less Islamic than Mm -hmm. a girl who does wear hijab or someone else and I think that's something that I struggled with a lot going through uni um, because I think people would have that perception of me. People still have that perception of me. Let's that talk about because, it. This, I'm, yeah. I'm leaking this. Because you're, you know, on TikTok or you post on Instagram or, you know, um, you do shisha, like things like this. People assume, you know, you're not Islamic. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone it's almost that like don't don't judge other people just of what you see on the outside because you don't you don't know what the person is on the inside no straight up man like i feel because i'm an outgoing jokey person yeah i might throw some risky jokes in there people think i'm like i don't really care about dean and all that but it's quite the opposite uh alhamdulillah i can say i care that's one of the things i mostly care about Uh, but you wouldn't and your relationship with allah is your relationship like no one no one knows that no one needs to know that and Mm. I don't I don't think you should ever need to justify it to anyone else um which is something that I, I guess in the last few years I've become comfortable with now that I'm just like actually do you know what if you think that of me you think that of me but I know in my heart what my relationship is and what I do in my being so I don't need to show it to everyone else whether it's on Instagram or in you know real life no straight up straight up yeah uh, yeah good point so obviously I've mentioned that I'm I'm diabetic as well I was diagnosed in 2006 
So I was really young. Um, it's been about 15 years, but the story to how I got diagnosed is quite, um, I mean, I say funny now, but quite intense. Um, so I was really ill for a while and my dad's a doctor um, and he had said to my mum that, you know, I think it's diabetes. I think it's diabetes. And my mum was like, no, she was almost in denial, almost like, you know, you never want something wrong with your child or to have a condition um, that you know is life-threatening because it is a life-threatening condition um, took me to the GP the GP was like no she just has a cold she'll be fine she'll be fine um, I then collapsed at like a birthday party that I was at and um, basically went into like a coma and was diagnosed with diabetes how long was it so like I um, I don't know I, I can't remember I no one I honestly I couldn't even remember now but I just remember waking up and like I, I always have this one thing where when I have a low blood sugar where I have a fit or when I was diagnosed I always just take my grand's name I'm always like where is she um and that's something that always kind of gets you it's interesting because you think of the people that you love most in in the world when you're in that position so I was coming out of a coma and I was asking for my grand it was just a really odd scenario, but um, the GP basically said I had a cold and it was not a cold. Being diabetic and Asian is a great mix sometimes. Um, like when you go to Pakistan for the first time, they're always like, oh, sugar, bichari. Like, I feel like it's a big thing in the Asian community, but there's not education about it. Um, everyone thinks it's type 2 so I don't know what you know about diabetes but everyone says oh did you eat too much sugar when you were younger but type 1 is different um, my pancreas doesn't produce the insulin so it's always frustrating when someone's kind of like oh you just didn't you were fat or you know you didn't you didn't you had too many sweets when you were younger um, but that's not the case I probably eat more sweets than that non-diabetic person <laughs> now <laughs> I think because see, when I was younger my mom used to be like you can't have that you can't have this you can't have this sweet and I overcompensate by having lots of it I feel so, that that applies to a lot of things with people's strictness like yeah. I know people who had like really strict families and then they went to like study at Aberdeen and they just went wild go off the rails yeah but that's why it goes back to what I said where like my family have a really good balance because my mum and dad were never like oh my goodness like you can't talk to a boy in uni like you can't do this like we never had that oh like that's something I want to go and try because I've always been kept away from it um so you think being Notre Dame I'd create that but I guess not I feel like because I was involved in so many different things like the Scottish Youth Parliament and things I had that exposure so I wasn't really like you know like people say like when people leave Notre Dame they were obsessed or they didn't know like how to act or things like that where I, I wasn't really like that and I, I also didn't feel that with my friends like I felt like that was a very preconceived notion about people from Notre Dame that they were just boy obsessed but I never really felt that to be honest. Good. <laughs> but being back coming back to being diabetic what what treatments what what things do you have to do so I have to take injections um almost every time I eat um which is a lot because as you know from my Instagram I love my food <laughs> 
so I take injections. I used to have to like prick my finger every time before I ate and after I ate or before I did exercise or drove or anything. But now I have that, like a You oh, had to do it that often? Yeah, so I would have to do it at least like probably about like 12, 13 times a day because you do it in the morning, before bed, during the night. Um, so my Bajani mum, she's never really had like a proper night's sleep because she's always just checking I'm alive, basically. Because <laughs> um, there's been a couple of instances where like she's come in at night and I'm having a fit or my blood sugar has gone too low and I'm like frothing at the mouth and they've had to call the ambulance um so it's been quite traumatic like sometimes I think I don't open up about my diabetes a lot because I'm quite strong with it my mum's always taught me like you either get on with it or you let it control you but a lot of people don't know like how hard it is it's it's really hard to manage it on a day-to-day basis um and I think my probably my family probably have PTSD from a lot of things that that happened um and it's maybe why they're protective um, the first time I went away with the school in third year, I went to London and uh, on that trip, I ended up having a fit in Parliament Square um, because we were walking for so long that I didn't have enough to eat that day and my blood sugar just dipped really fast. Um, so literally in front of, what, 30 of my school friends, teachers and the public of Parliament Square, I was having a fit, um, which was not nice to wake up to. Um, I just remember... I always cry when I wake up, when I wake up, I can't remember anything about the fit or like a few hours before. And um, so it's always a blank. So you do so, know where you are really? No, no, not really. So I woke up and I just saw like my friends um, and they were in tears, obviously. You never want to see your friend on the floor um, like that. So it was quite traumatic. Um, but the most traumatic was probably the fit I had before my middle sister's wedding. So it was after the Mendy, obviously. Mendy, everyone's on a high. Um, I was in like 26 out of 27 of the dances. Um, <laughs> so I was really energetic, using all my energy. And again, I hadn't really ate as much. I'd taken a lot of Coke, which puts your blood sugar really high. Um, the juice. Then, yeah, the juice. <laughs> the juice, not anything else. <laughs> but the juice, basically. And it made you, blood sugar go high, but it comes crashing down. Um, and that's basically what happened. So all of my cousins, friends, everything, we were all sleeping in one room in the house. And I remember just waking up and the ambulance um, come at, in the house and the paramedics are there and just seeing like my dad and my popos and my sister who was sleeping right next to me who had to basically wake up and feel me like fitting next to her to then call my dad um, down from downstairs and we had like 30 people in our house at this point staying so that was quite a um, experience and the next day was the wedding so it was it's really it's hard sometimes, but I also maybe understand where then my mum comes from with her kind of protectiveness and like London happened. So obviously going anywhere else after that, she was very like hesitant to let me go anywhere. Um, even now, if I'm out somewhere, she'll message me. If I don't respond within like five, 10 minutes, she'll get worried that I'm not alive. Um, but just quite intense for a mum, like imagine having that always on kind of on your mind. Um, so yeah my sisters are the same like I did a treasure hunt with charity week and I didn't answer my phone 
and my sister saw an ambulance going by on the street when she was with her friends doing the treasure hunt and she thought it was me in the ambulance like that's that's how bad it is sometimes so it's I laugh because I find it funny because I couldn't imagine but if I had a sibling who was in that position I'd probably be the same (laughs) you're speechless (laughs) I just think I'm thinking about it yeah that's what I mean when I think people have a perception of me like I like the fact that you can look at me and no one can think I'm diabetic do you know what I mean well yeah it doesn't define you yeah it's a bit of a weird thing to say but like there's a there's a machine called a pump that you can have and which is basically just attached to you but I never wanted that the doctors always offered me if I didn't want it because I didn't like the idea of having something attached to me and being able to see it um so do you need to shoot up then do I need to do you need to like shoot it up yeah so I need to just like take my injection rather than the machine giving me it and um, which I prefer because my injection can just go in my bag do you know what I mean so it's not it's not that bad but I now have like a wee scanner thing on my shirt there you can maybe see the outline of it which is just like a wee it's like a just, you can't really see, can it's see black. Like a, oh, yeah you can squeamish. see a full outline but now I don't need to prick my finger so I can just like I have an app on my phone and I just scan myself like a piece of sushi and <laughs> That's quite cool. It will tell me like what my blood sugar is, whether it's going up, whether it's going down. Mm. Um, so yeah, being in it for 15 years, there's been good developments so that I can live life. <laughs> uh, uh, are they so they're still as worried as they were in the past, or have they gotten more used to it? I think the worries change um so like when I was younger it was you know I'm going to school I'm not going to be with my mum how do I handle my blood sugars if it's PE things like that whereas now the worries are a bit different the worries are because I've had fits maybe during the night the worries are oh your blood sugars during the night what if you don't wake up if your blood sugar is low what if you don't feel that your blood sugar is low and you know something happens and I think they'll just change as I kind of progress through life you know like getting married it's a big thing to have a partner that has diabetes um and that's something that you know not everyone can maybe deal with and so it's important for me that the person knows about it and is open and that's why it's also important for me to manage it myself because I don't want a partner that has to look after me like I look after myself he's there to help me kind of thing and um, so I think the worries change like those will be the worries that my mum and dad will have like in the coming years rather than you know is she okay during the day which mm. alhamdulillah I am good mashallah you've been able to manage it what things do you need to stay away from from like eating or consuming or partaking um, in? I think everything in balance basically like I can have essentially anything which is probably the better thing of type 1 with type 2 diabetes is where you need to manage your diet but it's type 1 you can have everything I just take my injection for it but you shouldn't have a lot of like sweet all the time um, and you just need to make sure that they're managed within a range because otherwise they can have other complications um, so with diabetes like if your blood sugar is high for a long period of time you know you can lose your sight you can lose feeling in your hands oh. Um, you can lose feeling in your hands and your feet Um, so there's a lot of complications that can happen so it's not maybe about staying away from things but just managing a lifestyle which can be different in itself because even your emotions for example like 
if I'm angry or if I have an argument with someone, my blood sugar is affected by it. It's, it's really weird. So like my blood sugar will either go really high or go really low. So I also need to kind of manage my lifestyle that way, like not get too stressed out, not get too upset about things, things like that, which is difficult sometimes as well. I never even thought about that, that emotional aspect, man. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. How often do you need to inject? Every time I eat. Every single time. So, oh, so after. Not to do any activities then, just only eating? No, so more so with activities you wouldn't inject because you don't want to take insulin when you're doing an activity because insulin will always label your blood sugars, okay. whereas with an activity it will label itself anyway. So you don't want to kind of go dip low um so with exercises it, again it depends on the type of exercise so for example if i'm going for a walk or if i'm going to the it, gym and just going to... i find it cute you and your family go for walks often mashallah <laughs> yeah, yeah. We lo- that was again a covid thing that we yeah. started my mom and dad have lost so much weight going for a walk <laughs> they're they're doing good but we literally went on a walk almost like five to eight k every day in covid um and it was good a nice bonding time again like just with with your parents which is nice um but yeah if i went for a walk i would have a banana and i'd be good i'd be fine but if i was to go for like a class um in, in the gym like a high energy class i would need to take like chocolate so there's different like i need to depending on what i'm doing so if i have dance practice for a wedding i need to like have something sweet i can't just have like banana javel like something like that yeah make sure you're a unique person is unique to you and uh, in a way it feels like you've not like shaped you it's just a part of you yeah definitely i think it's very easy to let it shape you um sometimes it's hard like i, I went to south africa with charity week and that was a whole show in itself i had to put a presentation together for my mom and dad <laughs> to be like why they should let me go how I'm going to be safe how all my diabetes will be under control <laughs> so I think I've just managed to look at the positive side of things um but don't get me wrong it's hard sometimes it's when I was 14 I went through my rebel phase of like not wanting to be diabetic anymore Wait, so I just decided <laughs> fuck does that mean so I basically just decided I did not want to be diabetic. I was like, nope, not doing it. Like stopped taking my insulin, just ate whatever I wanted, didn't do my blood sugars. Um, and then I ended up in hospital and had to get my stomach pumped. Wow. Which was great. And my mum and dad were away for their anniversary at that time. And that was the first time they'd gone away together since I was diabetic. <laughs> they must have had so much guilt after that. Not girl, they were probably like, we're never leaving her alone with her yeah, sisters. Probably, <laughs> my yeah. sisters hated me. Well, literally, I got out of hospital the day of their anniversary party because I remember my sister like crying, being like, we might have to cancel the party just because you're in hospital. Wait, what, what are they more sad about? They're cancelling the party or you being in hospital? No, obviously me being in hospital <laughs> before, like all the effort that's gone to uh, the party and like it was just my stupidity that ended me yeah. in hospital, ended up like me but being in hospital. I guess you probably had to go through that to realise that, you know what, you need to, there's yeah. obviously stuff in place for a reason. 
Yeah, 100%. Like, and I think I learned that at a good time um, because, like, for example, if you keep your blood sugars high, you lose weight really quickly. So growing up as, like, an Asian girl and, you know, wanting to be skinny and everything, there were so many times where I was like, oh, you know what? Like, you know what? For a few few weeks, let's just keep my blood sugars high. I'll lose some weight. Like, things like that. But that lesson at 14 taught me not, not doing it because it's not worth it. Yeah getting into hospital <laughs> Mad. girls have it tough <laughs> we, 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 we are fat kid why was that a concern i don't i feel i feel like that's always a concern at some point in a girl's life whether you're skinny or not or you know whatever size you are that's always a concern like you'll always look at yourself and be like mm, you know could I lose weight here or there? You know, it's, it always happens. I don't know if that's normal. Is that just well, me? Everyone has insecurities. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously there's a unobtainable beauty standards out there, which yeah. I guess more impressionable little girls may see. Oh, definitely. I don't even remember that. the last time, like, I, I took a selfie without a filter. Like, I hate taking selfies without filters now. That's because bad. That's bad. I know That's it's bad. so bad. It's so bad. Like, even coming on camera with you today, I was like, oh, God, like, it's like a normal camera. Like, how is it going to be? It's going to be a bit weird. But I think everyone has those insecurities. But I used to always get made fun of sometimes for certain things. So I, I feel like I, I do have those insecurities. You're still bullied? There. Not bullied, but people would always make comments about certain things. So, no, I can't. Yeah, totally. Does it still stick with you to this day? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely, sure. definitely. Especially when people mention it now as a joke, and I'm like, oh, that's still that's thing. I assume probably family. They're probably <laughs> the ones that bring up mostly, no. Hey probably not they're probably the ones that tell me that oh, don't be silly like that's not a thing whereas then I get annoyed because I'm like but it is a thing it's an insecurity for me okay. but they don't understand how it's an insecurity <laughs> oh okay I won't ask what it is like you keep you keep your insecurities to yourself but no I mean, I mean it's just like features like it's just oh, features. Okay, okay. yeah it's nothing like major but, but uh, it's it only was... pretty deep the way you put it but. yeah I just think people pointed it out a lot when I was younger so you know that way where if someone's like overweight when they're younger and someone keeps on mentioning it you mm -hmm. get a complex about it um it was basically like that like people used to always comment on my nose when I was younger always and I mean Asian Asians have noses big noses okay yeah like, that's just a normal thing for Asians that's just a normal thing but I used to always just get comments about it and it's still to this day just don't have to conform <laughs> to European beauty standards Think about it. It is what it is. So a story came to mind when we were just talking about, you know, my sisters and the anniversary party and them being a bit um, protective and things. But when I was younger, I remember we used to always go to Hillhead Library um, mm. just after school. And my sister used to be with her friends and I used to just sit and be with my friends. So I remember this one time. They're not with you. They're like a separate table. Yeah, they're just like with their wee group and basically we finished early so we would from the primary school always go up by this time, by this time I was in high school so um, we were sitting there and um, there was this boy that was sitting there and just like throwing like bits of paper at me and my friends and I was just like, mm -mm. 
I was like, don't do it. I was like trying to be like, my sister's right there. Don't do it. Like, you know, what? I know what's coming. Like, don't get yourself into that situation. So we kept doing it, kept doing it. Um, and my sister just turned around and was like, no, stop it. Like, literally just flat out, right, went, stop. Right. He didn't stop it. He just kept on going. Like, he didn't know who she was. He didn't know she was my sister. Do you um, know pretty well then, somewhere though, do you not? Yeah, but I remember I was like 11 at this point, 11, 12. I was really young and my sister was what, 16 by this, 16 at this point. Um, so he basically goes over to my friend who was sitting on another table and was like, oh, I want her number, etc. Et this guy's got some game at 11 years old. Right, like a 12 year old, little 12 year like, old man, I know people who <laughs> are still learn, just learning to do this shit now. Like 11, <laughs> this guy was ahead of the game. started early, that's it. Um, and my friend came over and she was like, oh, I saw like, the guy wants your number, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, like, no, not happening. Um, and my sister overheard, obviously, because she has her little tingly sensors on, right? She literally, in the middle of the library, goes up to this boy, grabs him by the collar, and is screaming, you want my sister's number? You're not getting it, so get out of this library, and I never want to see your face again. It seems like your sister's kind of harsh, man. Like, she was. She was really up. harsh. And he screaming ran. at her? He ran safe. Like, to this day, I, I, tell you, I see him in the street, and he crosses the street. Still, you, you see the so, guy around to, to this day. Like, I've not seen him in years, but like, I remember I saw him like maybe what four years ago on the street, and he literally crossed the road. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I feel so bad. That's rough. That's that's bad, man. That's a scarred him for life. Yeah, well, I he'll think, never do it. You ever never see him it. apologize on your sister? I'd be like, <laughs> Well, but why was he why was he trying to just throw stuff at me and like just don't he do it? He wanted your attention. Yeah. He was trying to change, and when you're 11, you don't know how to go about it. He was, you know. Man, when you're 11, it's let's play tig. That's the best way. That's true. Like, that's true. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I give you that. I give you that, right? <laughs> your sister sounds quite scary. Yeah, I was definitely scared of my sister when I was as growing up. But I'm still not level was, fear left. It was a good scared. You never still look at and be like, Ugh. yeah, definitely. If I like step out of line, still they'll they'll both definitely like put me back. But I love it. That's what I love about them as well. Go straight up, man. But you know what you should do? You gotta play a pranking. You got you and your middle sister gotta come up with a prank idea to mess with your oldest sister and mm. like try and trigger her somehow. Okay, think I'll it, think man. about that. Think about it. I'll think about that. You should definitely be up for it anyway. <laughs> I doubt, I doubt they'll hear this, but yeah, you try and like. Well, they probably will as soon as really? as soon as we as soon as we post or something that we're doing it. They'll be like, hmm, "What is this that she's Shout done?" Out, I don't know what's her names again. Maria and Sidra. Baji and Sidra. Um, I have really weird food combinations that I eat. Um, so you might see from my instagram or not um i like like cucumber and ketchup or popcorn and chai or everything really like i, I said marshmallows and ketchup and oh, no no that, that's 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 what i draw the line cucumbers ketchup or eight maybe you think tomato tomatoes cucumbers tomato and ketchup or okay okay what was the other one tea and popcorn are they okay maybe there's you something to the that popcorn in the tea that's like yeah maybe it's like yeah. a, it's like one of those a uh, crust thing what do you call them it's like that you know dipping that in the tea but yeah 
ketchup. What did you say? Ketchup with marshmallows. See if you have a Kit Kat. See if you have a Kit Kat and you put ketchup on it. It's so good. Uh, so good. You're <laughs> fucked. You've just fucked in the head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just gotta say how it is. <laughs> no, honestly, it's so good. Your taste. Like, what, I, what's wrong with your taste buds, man? No, my taste buds are so good. Like it's just. Just start dumping ketchup at that point. Why are you? Subs- I gotta ruin other things with it, man. <laughs> It just tastes like the sweetness is just added to it because ketchup is so sweet. If you get what I mean, this. So, you, but you know, there's not just sweetness that comes with ketchup. There's a tanginess as well. Yeah, but that almost like gives it a bit of a kick. <laughs> You're just looking at me like I'm on a different planet now. Right. Okay, so other than ketchup and like tea hang, what are the combos? Because maybe, maybe there's some merit to it. Maybe you got something something in there that I need to try deep down. Maybe. Uh, to be fair, they all probably involve ketchup. Uh, like, no, all of no. them. Yeah, all of them are, like, with ketchup. So no, it yeah. just... Well, have you tried tea and ketchup? Maybe maybe you should try no. that. <laughs> maybe I'll try that next time. Maybe you ever had, like, ketchup and tomato? That's double tomato. Try that. That's a bit of overkill, Seth. Come on. Come on. We, I thought you wanted the sweetness. You know, you love the tanginess. <laughs> Double the one thing I avoid though with like the plague is green salads. Green? Green. I cannot have green any vegetable green or salad. do you mean just coloured green? green? So like sag, bindi, like any green salad what? I cannot have. Because I, I just don't like the colour. Like I can't eat it. I think I had a bad experience when I was younger that I can't remember, but it's almost like imprinted in my brain that I can't have it. I'm not really the biggest fan of sag. Uh, but ladyfinger one is alright, you know. Mm. I just feel like it doesn't bring anything like chicken casal in a javel. Like even saying it sounds good. Do you know Let's what I mean? Good, like good it just it, it yeah. just flows. Um, though question: Do you say chicken salad? Because every all of my friends all say that I say it wrong. That chicken casal isn't right. Never heard any other one anybody else say that in my life. Really? Do you say chicken salad? You know, maybe it's more of a brown thing the way you've seen it. Maybe you're so like deep in, into it that you're saying <laughs> right. my Pakistaniness. The, the rest of us are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's she, what's she doing, man? What's she doing? Maybe yeah. you are too right. You ever think about that? Maybe. Think about it. Maybe. Tell me other weird things. It seems that you have a lot of intricacies to yourself. <laughs> a lot of weird habits. Um... No, you tell me, Seth, what are your weird eating habits? I'm pretty normal when it comes to eating <laughs> stuff. Obviously, I like samosas with sauce. Of course. <laughs> uh, other things, I don't think pineapple on pizza is that bad. Mm, I'm not a fan of pineapple on pizza. It's, it's, have you had donor on pizza? Uh, I don't think I have, but it sounds good. Donor on pizza is good. I just had a flashback. I totally just remember something. You were an advocate for the... Uh, so there's either donor chips and cheese or chip cheese donor. Donor chips and cheese are all kebab house. And you say donor chips and cheese. Everyone else, well, I say chip cheese donor. Yeah. And we even asked the guy at Halal Kebab house. I have a video of it. I might include it. Is it chips cheese donor or donor chips cheese? 
He said, Chepchi's donor. Doesn't that mean but, you are wrong? But it doesn't make sense. Chepchi's donor just doesn't flow. Donor chips and cheese just. It flows even better. The ch ch ch. You know what I mean? Not the ch ch ch. The ch ch sounds better, I think. If we think about it like you were making it, you'd put the ch- chips first, then the cheese, then the donor. Think about it. I know, but that's too mainstream. I feel like if you just call it like it's put in the box, it just doesn't give it that je ne sais quoi that donor chips and cheese needs. Yeah, because that's the most fanciest dish there is about, isn't there? That's you know? it. You can't beat a halal kebab house. Up, I'll give you that. You have a question for me? Your top three food places in Glasgow or dishes, food dishes in Glasgow. Dishes? I don't know about dishes, man. I can give Come you places. You need to be specific here. We're, we're not playing like the little league. This is like... Right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, before I say this, I preface that I go the same, like maybe nine places in total. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, it's usually for like a burger or something. And I'd say... New places are starting to pop up, you know. Mm-hmm. Adams opened up uh, yes. this week or last week. Last week, I think it was. I had it on. I had it on the Thursday open, and I quite liked it, you know. Shout I loved it. To uh, I think the guy's name is Razak, the guy that owns shout it. All. Shout out to uh, Adams. They're uh, um. Not sponsored by the sponsor me though. Sponsor me, you know, you know what's up, you know what's up. <laughs> uh, but I enjoyed that, but I wouldn't say it's the best. I would say it was good, not great. So I also had the Mexicana. And what was your review of it? 10 out of 10. 10 I out of 10? 10 out of 10. See that, like, quima that was on That was top. good, that was good. Oh, it hit the spot, it was so good. And good. you know what I love? The curly fries with the peri-peri on top. I had just the Cajun. Oh, okay. So I'll try the peri-peri next time. Okay. But did Cajun. you try the nachos? No, I'm not trying nachos. No. The nachos were really good. My mum and dad like engulfed the nachos. I didn't even get a chance to have that much. <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try it. Uh, but yeah, I've only tried. I tried the Mexicana with the curly fries with the Cajun. And I'll say it's good. Not the greatest I've had, but good. It's very, uh, it's up there. Yeah. I like the fact that it's like full. Like you don't feel not full after you've eaten it. Like it's, a big burger. It's yeah. not like a fillet of fish, even though I love a fillet of fish. Another place where you eat a burger and you don't feel super full, BRGR. Their burgers are quite yeah. small. Mm, I, I'm not a fan. I can go for more. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd give it a three. Really? Yeah. Three? I'm not a fan. Pretty shady. I'd say that... Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm serious with my, my food critique. Like, you need to be... It says you've tried everywhere, so I, I hope you're serious, you know? Definitely. After I give mine, I want to hear more about your experience of places. Yeah. I places mean, I have a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet of food places in, in Glasgow that we give to, like, new people that came into uni. We would just send them, so it has, like, the name of the place, where it is, what kind of cuisine it is, and what we review why it. Not, why not send me this shit, mate? <laughs> I'll forward it to you. Okay, okay. I'll maybe include it in the description somewhere I liked <laughs> it but I think Burger Grill one of the best Burger I've only Grills, ever been there like once or twice come on Instagram man you go up your game 
Shout out Burger Grill, sponsor me again. <laughs> uh, buttermilk, buttermilk chicken. <laughs> it does something, man. It does something. I'm telling you. What about sushi? What's your thoughts on sushi? Sushi is alright. Uh, I went to a place in Shawlands. I can't remember what it was called. It was some white, white, white place. You may have you probably not went to it. Uh, can't remember it. And I had like sort of sushi stuff, and it was alright. It just lacked a bit of taste. No, okay. Have like, you ever been to Nuku Nuku in Glasgow in town? Heard of it, but I may have to take some people there if you tell okay. me. Good, is it good? So, good? You yeah. better go Nuku Nuku or Nippon Kitchen for sushi are like the two in my. I've been opinion. Nippon, right? Nippon's good. Nippon's good, you know. I've yeah. been there. No, don't do that. I'm not advocating that. <laughs> My sisters. I'm taking my sisters. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> <Aye>, okay. <laughs> uh, Yapon is good. See, in uni when I was feeling really down, every Friday, I'd uh, not every Friday, but every Friday I was feeling down after being through the whole struggle of the week. I'd get a good Yapon, and it's just you sitting in there, eating it. You feel, you know what? Life ain't so bad. I can, you can do another week of this. life while you're enjoying some katsu curry. Yeah, katsu curry. I like the sweet and sour. They put bits of mango in it. There's also the the salty one. Can't remember. But what do you think of Yippon? Um, I think Yippon. It is what it is. Like a sister company of Nippon. It's not amazing, mm-hmm. and it's not like so bad. I'd maybe give it like a six. I have an emotional connection to this. I don't think I can rate it. I think maybe because it opened just as I was leaving uni, I maybe uh, never got that kind of emotional connection with it. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I'd say Nippon, not Yippon. Nippon is good. You know, it's the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, like, I quite like Wagamamas. Wagamamas, Wagamamas is good, yes. Oh, yeah. I like their sweet potato katsu curry. Mm, They're quite good. I had good fish there. And I won't lie, right? I know this makes it weird, but if I have a good experience, I have a good emotional connection to a place. It makes it me just feel better when I think about yeah. the times I've had there. Yeah, uh, how important is service for you, though, like in comparison to food? Service meaning the people serving you or the time taken for it? What do, what, what are you like in general, yourself? the service experience. So like, say, for example, you go somewhere, the food is great, but they took ages to bring it. The order was wrong. You had to send it back. You know, the service wasn't as great. Um, would you still go back if the food was still good? I can look past if the food's banging. Otherwise... Yeah. <laughs> If you start, if, they, if you order something, you start forgetting stuff, and you're like, man, I ordered that. Well, you're getting stuff wrong and all that. That's a, that's a piss take. If they take too yeah. long, that's another piss take. Chilos apparently takes too long. You been Chilos? No, I've not. Go Chilos, get a Big Bang Burger. Get some sweet potato fries. I love a good sweet potato fry. And uh, life's good. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where the service is really bad and you had to say something? <laughs> <laughs> that was me thinking that was me thinking uh... <laughs> oh what? I have a story oh tell me I don't know if I could I'll have to bleep out but I said it on Yusuf's episode I mean, we talked about it I think Yusuf. I know what story you're going to talk about the thing is Yusuf's episode he made me remove it because I shite bag uh, 
we went to, and I'm going to probably bleep it out. And uh, do you remember the story? Yeah, I think I remember from your podcast. Yeah, just basically a Barney happened. Uh, because Yusuf feels it was a racist thing. I saw a few, maybe it was racially. Actually, it was, yeah, it was a racial thing. And that's probably the worst experience I've ever had, you know, at a place. Uh, uh, I know the guy's name. <laughs> I have a pic. I have videos. I have video evidence of this shit. Stuff. You know what I mean? What's your worst uh, service experience? So one comes to mind. Um, you can like bleep out the name, but it was at, and I went with my friend Heather, and we'd gone, and the the Dimaggio's is halal. Um, so I'd gone and ordered a certain pasta. Oh, and- I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing happened and, to my brother-in-law, but yeah, you can tell me. Oh, did it? Yeah, so I was raging. So I ordered um, the calzone pizza. It's straight up the same thing. The same oh thing. Oh my God, no way. It's fucked. That is so weird. So ordered it, like, you know, everything was fine. It came and the guy that served us was like speaking to us in Urdu. Like he, he was talking to me so he knew obviously and I'd confirmed it was halal it was only like the second time I would been there came opened it up thought it like smelled a bit funny um but like didn't think anything of it at the time and obviously my friend Heather who like does have bacon and things like that was sitting right next to me and then I literally open it cut a piece and I'm literally inches from my mouth and Heather's like stop and she like knocks it out my hand and she's like no that smells as if it's got bacon in it and she like opens it up and there's literally like bacon uh, and i was just like oh, that's a loyal i was mortified yeah yeah she, she she's great she's she's my ride or die my brother-in-law ended up taking a bite <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's but, you know, he never knew. So yeah, his intention wasn't eating some bacon that day. Exactly. That's, that's bang out, though. That is, I was like, so fuck. annoyed. Especially because it'd be different. Like, see, if they'd given it by accident, I'd be like, okay, you brought this out. What the hell? But I literally confirmed with them, like, no bacon, just the chicken and the vegetables. And they still brought it out with the, with the bacon. So I got my um, meal for free. They brought out something else. But you know that way where you don't really enjoy it after that. Yeah. I've had other bad experiences. It's happened twice where I've gone out with people. I've ordered something and they, f- they just lost my order. And everyone else is oh, eating. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it was my they forget about stuff. it. Yeah. Yeah, how does that much. happen? I don't understand. I don't know. Like, maybe they miscounted how yeah. many of things. And yeah, well, what I do know. feel bad about is that everyone takes it out on, like, the waiters when yeah. it's not really the waiter's fault. True. Yes. Well, could be. You could have missed it. Could be. It depends what it is. Yeah. Like when you ask for the card, when they, you ask for the bill and they don't bring the card machine with it, and I'm just like, come on, at least bring the Some card. Some people machine. got the best though, you know what I mean? But who does these days? Everyone's contactless. The drug dealers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to the main, main question best place in Glasgow. I'd say one place has to be on it. It's Figos. Yes, I like Figos. You agree? Mm-hmm. They're loaded the fries. Great, great stuff, man. Uh, shout out Machacha as part ownership of that. I oh, swear no I'm not way. biased, right? But Machacha means uncle, by the way, for using non Asians, but I know most of you are Asian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, straight up. Uh, I feel it's great. The way they do the chicken is, <laughs> it does some, you know, it's just totally different. 
and it's unique and that's what I like about it. There's been in t- people trying to, you know, like uh, copy it, but it's just not the same. So I'd say that's one of the top three, right? Are we talking burgers here? Uh, I know you never asked me specific for burgers, you asked me for specific dishes. Okay, you uh, run with it. All right, we'll say, you know, a good chicken burger from Figo's is one of those dishes, right? Okay, we, I'll okay. give you that. I've not had a chicken burger from Figo's, but I'm sure it's nice. Go for it, go for it, man. Go. I know you just had your travel. Go, go now. <laughs> but no, do you know what I'm feeling now? What I'm feeling now is the souffle pancakes from... Oh, what's that place on Byers Road? I know you're talking about oh, them yet. <sighs> uh, I think I need your spreadsheet and I'm going to start exploding. I've been no, saying you need people, to like check it off like a checklist. Straight up. People, I'm always like, man, I want to try something new. And people like, I don't know it in you. And I'm like, who <laughs> does know it in you? And no one knows it in you. People Asian don't like guys games. stick to like the same sex places. Maybe yeah. Asian girls, well, girls in general, they try different places. That's actually straight up, like, my female mates, they have great taste in food. They, they ask them, and they're like, oh, try this place. And then I'm, try that place. I'm like, damn, this is good. Then I pretend it's my own thing. I'm like, yo, bro, you got to try out this place. And like, Seth, that was a good place. How do you know about it? And I was like, you know, man, I just, I just got good taste, you know? <laughs> like, it's just me, yeah. yeah but I feel sure. like that's because girls will, will, like, venture out and do those things. Whereas with guys, if they want to go for food, they want to just eat because they're hungry. Whereas, like, girls will maybe be like, oh, well, we'll try it. Even if it's not that great, why not? We've checked it off the list. We've tried it. But obviously, there's that big disappointment if you try something that's not good. Yeah. I know. I feel like you so wasted you, your money. The souffle pancakes you're talking. Tell me more. I mean, what can I say? It's like you're eating a cloud, say. Review it with a noise. Don't give me words right now. Give me a noise. Okay, I'll take that, I'll take that, okay. Hey, <laughs> so tell me, what creates that noise in you? Just the fact that they're so um, soft. Like, you know, when you eat pancakes normally, like, for example, if I go to a normal pancake place, or even if you go to a dessert place and you get pancakes, they're really filling um, and they're really thick. They've got lots of syrup on them and things like that. Whereas these pancakes, they've basically... I don't know, I've actually made them, so I should know what they take out of them, but I can't remember. But you basically make it, and it's just like, almost, it's like a souffle. So it's in the middle, it's just like egg whites almost. But does it not taste so eggy then? No, it doesn't, honestly. Like, they make it so well, and then they have cream and fruit and different things on top, and it just, oh, it goes so well. And they have a chocolate, they have a chocolate gâteau one as well. It's so good. I'm trying to be a healthier guy, but... No, not with this. You, this is so light. You don't even feel like you've eaten anything after you've like, ate it. Like you can have, like, three of them. Three of them? Three of them? Not okay. Three or four. Almost five. Depends on how what? hungry you are. Okay, you've gone yeah. for beans before. Uh, ask, after I finish the question you've asked me, <laughs> I have another question for you. Okay. I love a good milkshake. Mm-hmm. And in Glasgow, the best milkshake is big licks undisputed i agree really I, yes, a lot of people, a lot of people their, mango, their mango milkshake okay i may not agree with the mango milkshake but we <laughs> what milkshake have you had man i had all the chocolate ones this is the noise i give <laughs> that's the noise i give the good that's such an aggressive noise <laughs> that's just how i feel when i have it I'm like, another thing as i said 
uh, emotional connection. I've been there sometimes, and man, yeah, I just went with people and had a good time, and I'm like, oh yeah, and I associate having those mixed rigs with a good time. A good... I feel like good chats always happen in big licks. Straight up, straight up. Like, you go in the evening, you're mm. sitting, it's a nice deep chat that you're having. I with associate it with like a sunset, because obviously they have that big window, right? You see the sun setting, you're like, mm, <laughs> mm, you know what I'm saying? And you're they, setting a whole scene. Mm, too late, too late. I should have done some theatre. But I'd say that is one of the top three things to get in Glasgow. Uh, so to recap, uh, Figo's Burger, a Big Licks Milkshake. Now a third thing, it's got to be, in my words, Chipsy's daughter. Just from Halal Kebab House. It's been there for time. It will be there for time. It's the thing that is there throughout your life. It's that that rock. That it's always there, there to pick you up when you It was there it. before you knew about these other places, before they existed, yeah. before you're the person you are today. Before <laughs> it was there when you were going through the troubles in your life. That chip she's gone over right. there. I feel like this is the scene that of Gummy Hushi coming up when Shadow <laughs> meets his younger sister, <laughs> younger Straight brother. Up. Up, man. Uh, I only watched uh, that very recently for like properly. I watched it in like February. Okay. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. Sorry to say if that's it. This, no, I can't associate listen, with you anymore. Listen, listen, right? I've seen it in the past. As a kid, but you don't remember it really, you know. You don't take in the, the intricacies of the story. I mean, that... I can probably recite the the dialogues of the movie off by heart. Like me and my sister, when we watch it, my dad has to like leave the room because he's like, "You are too much." Because we literally just speak the movie. Not all of us are diehard, as you you know. I know yeah. you're a Shahrukh Khan diehard. Indeed, indeed. As uh, always, don't really watch that many Bollywood movies. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. That can be okay, another Dear topic. Zara. Have you seen Listen, Dear Zara? Listen, keep it, stay, save it, save it. We're going to talk about it after the food. We still need to finish this food. Okay, let's talk about it. So that's my top three, right? You've mentioned one. What other two things do you have? Okay, so Halal Kebab House, Donor, Chips and Cheese. Do we agree on that? We agree Chip on she's that. Chips, Donor. Chips, she's Donor. Okay. Um, Raja's Wings. Raja's Wings is good and I have another emotional connection with that. I've had a good... <laughs> You have so many emotional connections, Sam. I had a good time in a, like, I had a good car date, like a car, you know, in, in a car, eating wings, talking to life. I had that with a person that I, I don't even know where they are now in life, but I have that to cherish. You still have that memory. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I feel like the best chats always happen over wings, like you bond. Mm, I don't get wings that much because they can be messy. Oh, I love wings. Especially if like lockdown you couldn't sit in now of course we can sit in but do you know what does does good wings uh, nando's you get like a starter they have like a nice oh. wings to like prepare you for the real meal oh i've never had that from nando's i always get the thighs from nando's thighs mm. coleslaw and um peri chips all right i get a butterfly burger peri salty chips oh, i don't like nando's burgers no i guess the buns fried? The buns can be like kinda, you know what I mean? Yeah. They got they gotta change that up. They got to, yeah. Uh, peri salt chips, spice hot. 
and then you get the starters of the wings. But okay. what spice do you go for? I'm spice medium. Hot's a bit much for me. You're a shite bag. <laughs> Just a minute. But do you have sauce with the hot? I can do, do add- yeah. Oh my god, that's too much. No, I can handle spice good. very well. Like I don't know if you I mean I can handle video. spice, but like I feel like if I want to enjoy my Nando's, I do a medium so I can at Amsi enjoy it. I'll go I, off I, I can't eat a hot, but then I'll be like by the end I'll be like, I need a drink. Nabil once dared me to drink a tub of I don't know if you've seen the video. No, uh, no. He dared me to duck. I may stick the video in here if I can. Do it. I want to uh, see it. I drink a tub of hot sauce and he added £100 to my Just Given page. <laughs> we have very spicy hot sauce, some chili cereal from a fantastic chicken place on Woodward Road. Not sponsored, not sponsored. Um, so Steph has charged me, apparently I'm a wee blip because I get a bit runny nose, but I'm ill. Um, but Steph Reed thinks he can down all that. Didn't he get my High school, hello. And if he does it, he gets £100 flat on his main message page. Down it. And he can have Staples water. Staples, we will advertise your water at some point. Um, knock yourself out. Lick it. Get your tongue out. Hello. Not old one. There's chips. Oh, there's chips. There's chips. There's chips. Wipe it all up. Oh, okay, I'll get it. Wipe it all up. Oh, ta, ta, ta. And again, we you drink. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> you got sauce in your nose, Steph. Too much sauce. What can I say? <laughs> this, I will give it. It's quite spicy. He does love his samosas. Did he have a samosa yet? You going home tonight to have a samosa? I don't have them every day. Don't have them every day. It's a health, a balanced diet. Yeah. Is he protein? Maybe something. You ready? That's enough. Oh, for God's sake, guys, they do it. Just to leave, hello! Can I take a challenge? This is what you do for days. Unfortunately, he's not wasting food. Um, so, inshallah, he did it with the challenge of <laughs> wash your trousers, brother. Right, he's doing it with the intention of supporting orphans by making a fool of himself. He will feel it tomorrow morning, folks. Uh, well, he doesn't say so, but inshallah, my nose, my nose is still running right now. Um, but inshallah, we shall be donating £100 towards um, Cecil's Ben Nevis case, if you haven't donated to Ben Nevis and you've done Ben Nevis, please support those fantastic 135 people that took part. If you create a Ben Nevis page, push it, push it, push it. Glasgow team, you need to push it. Inshallah, you'll be saving a life by whatever you raise. So use that, take the link, share it on your, share it on your WhatsApp broadcast, share it on Facebook, and inshallah, push it, and inshallah, make that difference. I'm sure you get all that rewards. Do that, okay, I say. And if you want, can we just can we just see the actual? Yeah, it is. It's all gone, isn't it? All gone. Yeah. I shall have it. Honestly, he does crazy things for adding yeah. likes for the just giving page. Uh, but did you do it? Yeah, I done it. I done it. It was easy. I didn't even feel nothing, you know. Oh, there you uh, go. I can take I can take the space because I'm a, I'm a good spicy boy, you know. Where's a place you feel no one knows about that's really good and you feel maybe you don't want to tell people, but come on, share it with us. Mm, I think this place, maybe people do know about it because it's still in the south side, um, but it's called Andy Amos. There's one like in the south side and where I stay, um, near where I stay, and it's an Italian and it's so good. Their mushroom pasta. See how you did that? <laughs> like, 
that's the vibe that you get. Is that the vibe you described this way? That's the, that's the okay. vibe that you get when you eat that mushroom pasta. It's so good. How do you um, spell it? The place? A-N-D-I-A-M-O. And it's west of Glasgow. Do you mm-hmm. not know your northeast southwest? I, I was totally confuddled there. West Never is closer to uh, Loch Lomond way. Oh yeah, one thing about me, Seth, my geography is really bad, so never, never ask anything about geography. <laughs> For uni, I'm state of maps quite a lot, so I know where the yeah. northeast southwest is. <laughs> it's in the one's in the south side, um, just beside. Okay. It's near Brambles, I think. I was at Brambles, the coffee place. I was yeah. literally there. Was it yesterday? Did you go to the new place? Yeah, the green. How was place. it? It was good. I had a, a nice brioche uh, roll. Oh, while fancy. My, <laughs> uh, well, my sister had a, uh, what you call it? French French toast? Is that the, when you get a pure putting the egg and all that? Yeah. Well, you can get like eggs royale and stuff when they have like the eggs on top and you have to open it, cut into it and things. That's not what I meant really. It's a savoury, not a savoury, a sweet thing. Oh. There's similar pancakes. Her and uh, my brother-in-law had that. And it was good, you know. It's a good time. But the thing is, they say they close at three. And we got there and like, mate, we came all the way from wherever I was, wherever I stay. And they were like, okay, we'll let you in. But like, who closes at three? 3 p.m.? That's a bit of a weird. Maybe because they've just opened, so they're like Maybe. sorting things out. But so you this Andiamos, is that what you said? Andiamos, yes. Is near the old Brambles. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's where that is. But it's definitely in the south side anyway, okay. but their um mushroom pasta I highly recommend. Okay, okay. I may have to take some <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it's nice though that you go like out to brunch with your sister and your brother-in-law? Yeah. Like that's so cute. That's like what me and my siblings do all the time. So that's it's cute. so cute. No, family like, means a lot to it's me. It's nice to be close to your family. Like yeah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I have some family I'm not that close to, like some brother-in-laws and all that. But As you jump out of the ones, you jump out of the ones that are close to you and Yeah. They pay for me sometimes, you know. <laughs> the benefit of being the youngest as well. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so that's the secret place uh, I feel there's mo- so much more I could talk about in food I know, so much but we mm. need to cut it somewhere, you know Yeah, this, this concludes the food bit, right As I said, I watched Cubby Gush Cubby Gum for the first time in my adulthood uh, in like February this year How was it, Seth? Did it revolutionise uh, your life? It didn't revolutionise it but I understand why it's iconic and I liked it. It had like you know I, I already knew the songs and all that. Uh, but I liked the story, you know. But would you run away with a curry from your family just because you love the curry? I, saw, I, saw. I, mean, I mean, maybe not run away, but like think of it in terms of today. Like if your family doesn't agree with the person that you want to marry, some people will like leave and marry them and. You know, then come back to the family later on once it's all done and dusted. So it still kind of happens. I guess. Do we get no ideas? Kind of Don't be alone. Oh no, I could not. I couldn't last without my family. Like, I feel like if I did that, I'd be like bored with just one other person. Yeah. Here's to the viewer out there. Don't start looping. It's not worth it. No. Uh, that person can turn on you. 
and family is all we have at the end of the day. So fuck that other person, stick to your family. <laughs> uh, so my takeaway from the movie is that was a fun movie and I have no good memories because company I watched with my mates and all that, and it was, it was just a fun time, you know? You need a hype team when you're watching yeah. like a movie like that. Straight too. Yeah, straight up, and I think that added to the experience. I, I liked the movie and the experience. Too long, though. Too long? Like, three hours? Why doesn't it be three hours, man? I felt like two movies in one. But remember, you have an interval in the middle part. And if you went to see it in the olden days, when the cinemas were open, when they had the Bollywood cinema or an Asian cinema in Glasgow, you got like samosa and chaat and everything in the interval. So it was just a whole experience. I guess in that regards, thinking about it, like if I was watching it in the cinema and then I stopped and then got like a samosa and then thought about it the first half, over that break. How long are intermissions for? Um, it would depend. Some of them are like 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, enough to go to the toilet, get something to eat, chat with the people next to you. I guess, yeah. Then then it's sorry, I guess. But, me, but I can understand, like, if you're not into Bollywood movies, watching a three-hour movie would be pretty dire. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be pretty hard. It was, yeah, it was, that was the only rough thing, I'd say. But I like it. I want you to give me recommendations of where to go from here. Okay. What's the, the key Are we things? seeing like Shadow Khan movies or mm-hmm. just in general? Just in general, right. The things I need to hit, cultural touchstones and just best in general. Okay. My name is Khan. I've seen um, that actually before. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. I really like it. Um, Veer Zara. What's that about? Um, Veer Zara is basically... She's Pakistani, he's Indian, um, she's like going to scatter her grand's ashes um, and Indian meets him. Or I've she, heard about this actually. He essentially but... saved her, like it's basically him falling in love with her but then they don't agree and they keep, they basically imprison him for like a whole lifetime for something he didn't do, she thinks he's dead. And it's just a whole emotional movie. Um, no spoilers, no, no spoilers. Oh, yeah, I know. No, 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 I was literally spoiler. telling you the whole plot. Um, Bagban. Okay, give me really the, the elevator pitch. So this one, oh, just have your box of tissues ready um, because it's all about parents. And yeah. essentially, um, Amita Bachchan's in it. And he, him and his wife have their kids and they're all grown up now. And they basically decide that the mum and the dad are going to spend time with the parents separately with each kid like so the kids are looking after them but separately so they're mm-hmm. not together and it's just a generic movie about how some kids treat their parents and there's an adopted son who maybe treats them better than their um blood children and it's just a very emotional movie um it's really good i want to know another thing in what mental state did you watch these all what age were you and yeah, I think that adds to this also with the first three. What age were you? So, um, Gubby Koshi Gubby Gama, I was really young. I've just kind of continued watching that because that's just like a, it's like a, not a lighthearted because it's quite a deep, deep topic, but it's a funny movie. He's mm-hmm. got jokes, those kind of things. So I grew up with it. Um, My name is Khan, I think. I watched when I came out because, again, I watch most of Shadow Khan's movies when they came out, but... I watched it again when I was a bit older um, just because I found it so amazing when his acting in that movie was just on point um, and the storyline, I think they executed it so well. 
Um, so I watched that when I was a bit older. Mirzada, again, I watched again when I was older, when the emotional side. Oh, yeah, I'm an emotional wreck when I watch Mirzada. I remember I was watching it once in my room. The lights were all off. It was just me and my laptop and my mum comes in and I'm just like sobbing. <laughs> and my mum's just like, what is wrong with you? And I'm just like, I don't know, but it was just so emotional. I have, um, I have a similar experience, Panola, a Bollywood movie. Back in 2020, I was doing this group project with a guy and kept telling me to watch the movie Interstellar. You ever watched the movie Interstellar? No, I've not seen it. You go watch it, I won't spoil it though. Uh, he said, watch it, man, watch it. And then, I don't know I don't know why it came to, for some reason I watched it on Valentine's Day. That's just, <laughs> this is when it happens, right? I don't know, what, that's just what happened, right? And I, I, I wasn't sad or anything, you know what I mean? But the movie was like, so investing in me. And I don't know if I felt lonely because it's Valentine's Day <laughs> or what. <laughs> but I got so invested into the movie that bits I was like, is, is he going to survive? What's going to happen, man? And uh, like I started tearing up a bit. Like, there's oh. family in that as well. But I was just felt, I felt like I was living the movie. I can't explain it. And then the movie finished. I walked downstairs and like my sister was like, what's wrong with you, man? As I was, I was watching a movie. They just hit different when they have like a certain topic. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it in um, the movie Hitchkey. No. It's with um, Rani Mukherjee in it and she basically has, um, I think it's Tourette's in the movie. Um, I think and, I have actually seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Like those kind of movies now, because in Bollywood they're kind of bringing out those topics and more like taboo topics rather than just a, a love story. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's nice, it's enjoyable yeah. to watch. Okay, so we've covered three. Is that is that the fourth one? Is that a male touchstone? Is that just a separate... uh, Yeah, I think that's a good movie, HG, to watch. Okay. Um, let me think what other ones. I think you have to watch Kuch Kuch Like I've seen it as a child, but I don't fully remember it. I see it on Netflix. I almost watched it uh, last week or so, but I felt I wasn't ready for it. It's a, it's a rite of passage. You need to watch it. It's just it's something that you need to have done in life. <laughs> so what what's this movie about? Um, so this movie basically is um, two best friends who have always been best friends and the guy's a bit of a player. He always, you know, Shadow Khan, he's always with loads of different girls and um, one girl comes in and he falls in love with her, but that's when his best friend realises that she actually loves him. So then she goes away and removes herself from the situation. That's smart. Uh, yeah, you know. Oh, remember, no spoilers though. Don't tell me what happened. Just give me. Okay, that's it. That's it. Okay, and then okay. something happens that brings them back together and okay. there's a whole story there. That, that's... I'm not saying it's relatable to me, but it's relatable in a, in a story, you know. Never don't don't fall for your friends. That's a to the viewer right there. Keep your friends your friends. Keep that line. Yeah, straight up. Unless it's mutual. Yeah. Which I've seen it happen to people. Very rarely though. Well, I mean, your partner should always be your what a best friend, right? A but friend they- first. They do have to start off as a friend, yeah, you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Sometimes okay. you can start off like you have the intention, buff. Yeah, I've seen actually. I think in two occasions I've seen it. Friends. If you <laughs> did it really... work out? <laughs> I feel like by your reaction. It no, no, no. I was thinking of the song uh, "Taylor's Oldest Time." No. Oh. And then that mentions friends, but one of them bends. 
meaning they fall for each other. I think those two two relationships I'm thinking about, they're good. I think. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, they say, Piar Dostihe, which is love is friendship. That's like the main, like one of the biggest quotes from that if movie. It's being love is platonic friendship. Yeah, wait, no, I said that wrong. Friendship is <laughs> platonic love. You know what I mean? Anyways, <laughs> or what other movies? <laughs> Big tangent, but you know. We no, no, just um, let me think what other movies that make a difference. Um, I actually really liked the movie um, Damasha. I don't know if you've I've seen heard it. of it, but. Yeah. So Deepika and Runbeer are in this one, um, and I feel like a lot of people didn't get this movie, but I think it's ge- I think it's genetically about him having like a bit of a personality disorder, um, which is why some people maybe didn't understand it because they were like it was just weird, like why we didn't understand what was going on because they didn't come out and say it that that was the case. It was subtle. Um, it was subtle, exactly, which is what I found like was the beauty in it, that it was just certain traits that you could see in certain things and how it affected his relationships in life, um, having that and how he managed. And that was a really good movie as well. I'm trying to think of different movies rather okay. than like, you know, the normal DDLG. I like that I've actually watched is Gudgeny. I love that movie, yes. That one I will say I have watched maybe as like an early teen and yeah, Amir Khan that. is an amazing yeah. actor anyway. Yeah. Three Idiots as well was so good. I've like, seen that one. That was a good one. Uh, yeah. I love that movie because like one minute you're literally on a high and you're like, oh, this is great. And then you just like plumb it down and it's and, shocked yeah, to your system. Takes you for the ride. Mm-hmm. Any more? No, I think that's me. <laughs> Is that it? I thought you were a heavy the, the Bollywood queen. I am. I've got loads, but not ones that maybe make a difference. I've got like loads of rubbish, like normal ones that you can watch. <laughs> What's the worst one you've seen? Oh god. Um the worst one that I have seen. Oh, there's this one on Netflix and it's two brothers who look or two guys who look exactly the same. Okay. Do you have you seen it? Do you know the name? No, no, no idea. Oh, it's really annoying me that I don't know what that is. Okay, anyway, I'll pick another one. Um, I think probably one of the worst ones I've seen. Annoyingly, was probably Zero, which was a Shadow Khan movie, um, and it was just. It was just pointless. I didn't understand mm. the, the need for it at all. But yeah, that was probably the worst. What about you? I'd really watch them, as I said, so I, don't, I can't remember from what no. I did watch as a child of what I don't know, don't like. But I do like a lot of bullied music. Yeah. Have you watched Two States? What's that? Two States is a Bollywood movie as well. It's really good. Um, it's about a girl who's Marathi and or no sorry a girl who's Damilian and a boy who's Punjabi and how they both want to be together but their families are really difficult which is um, Romeo and, and Juliet yeah but it's so funny it's okay. it's really funny I'll check um, out inshallah Alia Bud's in it and she's really good I don't know if you like her as an actress or if you know she's alright but as I said Bollywood music I feel yes. it just hits you differently 
I started Definitely. listening it to ironically, and that's when I started liking it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you listen to it ironically though? Ah uh, no, I was just like, ah, look at this, ha uh, ha you know that's kind of it's kind of actually good. Oh, you know what? I'm actually liking this a lot. You know what? Now I'm gonna look for even other stuff, and it came to a point where my mate Salman, right? He uh, he's got known. He's like not got a girl written, but he we joke he's gonna get married. He's not gonna get married anytime soon, but we I said I'll make him a wedding playlist, <laughs> and I made him a wedding and a Mendy playlist, and uh, that also helped me get into the Bollywood music. But one sad song. What song is it? I uh, can't remember. It's like Janna. What's it called? Janna Media. Yeah, that one. That's, That's like a, a real one. sad one, and man, that one, that one hits. It does. It hits the feels. It hits the feels. It's like I don't know if you're familiar with Marvin's Room. It's a Drake song. Oh, okay. No. That's that's like the the English. If you want an English to hit your Not not obviously it's not English version. The same song. An English song. If you want to hit the feels, and mm-hmm. then that if you really want to hit the feels, oh. and you know it's hits you. What Bollywood songs would you say hits you deep? Oh, hits me deep. Um, Doesn't have to be in a sad way, it can be in a happy way. I would probably say um, Afreen Afreen. Um, I like that's a good one. It's a good one. But I, like I just, every time it comes on, you just have to like belt it and it's, it just makes you feel sometimes when you're sad it makes you feel good sometimes when you're good it makes you feel sad like mm. I don't know it just it just gives you some sort of endorphins that make it's you classic. feel a certain like way um, but I'm a more like when I listen to Bollywood I'm a bit more of a I can feel sad when I'm listening to like a high tempo Bollywood song as well just, really? yeah it just depends on how I'm singing it or how I'm reacting to it so you're singing? You're not a singer, I mean, do you sing like oh, yeah, you know, I like belt it out or something? Or, like, people, people, no way, <laughs> I on. won't even, I won't put your viewers through that you, at you all. Do, I'll do some, you know, <laughs> no. but I'm definitely the person who, like, when they were younger, would like look out the window, pretend they were in a movie, and sing along to the song. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It explains a lot. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> um, I love Pakistani OSTs, like the songs for Pakistani dramas. I don't mm-hmm. know if you watch any. I don't, they, but my family do. Like the dialogues in Pakistani dramas and the dialogues in those OSTs are just like hit the feels on a different level. Like the lyrics are just insane. What do you mean by that? Like, they're just so, like, just go and listen to one of them and they're so hard-hitting. Like, we're doing general, in Pakistani dramas in general, the dialogues are just very intense. Like, you could never watch a normal Pakistani drama without actually paying attention to it because um, it's, it's so intense. Do you ever listen to Punjabi music? Yeah, I do. Yeah? I do. I don't expect yeah. you. I don't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love like um Duppy and like normal Punjabi songs. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I may not understand all of it mm-hmm. because it's quite like Punjabi is quite fast. My dad speaks Punjabi, but we mostly speak Urdu. Um, but like, I love Punjabi music as well. This brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you, Isra Jabbar Ali, for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I hope I wasn't boring. No, it's good, you know, uh, you brought the depth, uh, sometimes I had to bring the depth out of you, but you know, you brought the depth. But you got the depth out of me. I got it, I got it at the end of it, 
uh, by the end of it all. And uh, any last words of wisdom you want to give to the viewer? Thank you for joining Seth's podcast. And I think Seth is um, doing a great job with his podcast. I really enjoy it. So keep watching him. Subscribe, like, comment, follow. You took the words from me. I was going to say it. Uh, share everyone follow me on tiktok follow me on instagram uh, and always don't forget stay spicy mamma mia that's a spicy <laughs> you've been slapped about your eyes are watery and stuff <laughs> no it's been it's been a long time since we've been on but it feels like it just came on that's the thing man it goes quick and see when i edit it obviously a lot of stuff will be cut out, so it'll be even shorter. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so as I said earlier, I watched Cubby Cush Cubby Gum uh, for like properly in my adulthood. I'm sorry, my sister was just the, the protective <laughs> sister. I've just done a podcast. Okay. <laughs> I like that real depth. We had some real depth there, Sarah. That was good. I, I want to see some more depth. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm a that deep a person, to be honest. <laughs> We went through your like life academically and all that, but let's let's see some depth. This, come on, what's on your mind? I don't know. Your other podcasts were deep. Why are you trying? Why are you? <laughs> they're, they're all deep. What do you mean? No. They're all deep. Okay, maybe it's not all of them, right? But most of them are deep. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> you do eyes. Maybe. Uh, but- Come on, if I get deep for me, man, I want some deep depth. Look me in the eye, look me in the eyes, sir. Give some depth. <laughs> like, he maybe, says it, he maybe says it in the movie. It's the one where they do the handshake. Okay. <laughs> I'll take word for it. Words of wisdom. <laughs> the girl friends are my girl. <laughs> my friends that are girls, my female yeah. friends. There, there's that. <laughs> I swear, it sounded like I was trying to beat myself out, but it's not even like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Should we begin? Okay, wait. I don't really feel in my like. For some reason, I don't feel like in my my speaker tone right now. I feel quite normal. Usually, you feel I like slip it's conversational. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> what yeah. episodes you watched? I watched a lot of them actually. Yeah. I'm like a low key fan. Um, I watched like Omada's episode. Um, I've watched like all on. of them to be fair. Like Omada's was funny. Nah. Um, but I've watched all of them to be fair. Okay. Like I think. Um, I really liked the one where the guy was talking. Um, was it Adil? Maybe he was talking. Adil Islam. Yeah, I like that one. That one was good. And your original, like your initial ones, um, are always good because you can see like where you started and yeah. where you are now. Uh, I look back at the original ones and I think about the stuff I've said, and I'm like, man, I should have <laughs> said some of that stuff. Of course, <laughs> at one point. Uh yeah, that's there's some rough stuff in that, but. We grow as people. Process. That was 2018. Ready, ready, yeah. Ready, ready. Yeah, you're not gonna start laughing. No, so don't <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even know that. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello and welcome back to Asmos with Seth. Why are you laughing? He's like, I've seen that. You were like, Okay, right. Serious face. Hello. Seth, you're meant to be the one that's the expert. I'm an expert, right? You just, man, you make me laugh. It's right. You just you bring that quality, you know. <clears throat> Hello and welcome back. Testimonials with it. <laughs> the way you're looking at me, man. You're looking at me like so, so intensely. Hey, call me off guard. See, I, I look at myself. You can't tell when I'm looking at myself. I'm looking at myself right now. Oh, can you tell? Okay, shall I just look at myself then and not you to not distract you? Look at whoever you want, but when I look at me, I know that I don't know what you're doing. So therefore, okay, I can... right, okay, that's fine. I won't distract you. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you in the corner of my eye. <laughs> okay.